Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you are listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you better keep listening to it. Why? Here's why. You're, You're listening, listening to, to the Podmania, Podmania Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast, Podcast, a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we can produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and all other podcast platforms. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at podmania.co.uk. Let's do this. Hello everyone and welcome to the Irish People Without Irish Accents podcast. I am your host Christopher O'Brien and I am joined by one of the bras from the Irish Whip podcast. Introduce yourself, sir. What's up guys? JP here. I'm proud to be on Podmania and be the first guest talking on the NXT specials on the NXT TakeOver. So. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, NXT Arrival was the first one out but that's not recorded yet but it's only Rob and that so he's not all that fucking special. You're special. You're like you get like big names in your fucking podcasts. We've had a few. We've had a few over the years. Anyway, so we are here today to talk about the original NXT Takeover broadcast on the twenty ninth of May, twenty fourteen. Fuck, that's five years ago. Right. Where were you five years ago? Uh, drinking. <laughs> I was too young Definitely. to drink five years ago. Jesus Christ! I was able to drink twice. Well, but then again, like, but you're American, so like, I was able to drink from, well, technically sixteen in your own home and eighteen in pubs. Yeah. When, so it's twenty one in America, isn't it? Yes, yes, and I'm forty five, so I was oh, forty five wow. years you, ago. You, yeah. you sound younger. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Five years ago, I was in. I was just about to end grammar school. I was severely depressed. Not much has changed there. <laughs> We're here today to talk about the original NXT TakeOver. Last time on the NXT Retrospective, Cesaro and Sami Zayn had one of the best matches in NXT history, bite me, um, and we were crowned a new champion who is currently setting the wrestling world on fire in both Dragon Gate and soon-to-be AEW. We started out this one with an opening package discussing themes of change, how people must evolve to get better. WWE do not take on their own advice, do they? No. <laughs> They do not. Well, that's the like. Actually, we I figured it out on the last podcast. They've had four soft reboots in the past six months. So, it's, so they do evolve, just not very gracefully. And they don't do it like I mean, character-wise, they're able to do it here and there. Like the way Becky Lynch went from the last kicker to the man was very organic. I thought because mm-hmm, it's the very similar gimmicks. We just changed the name. Yeah. Really. It, it, the man's a little more in your face than, but it's um, I I don't know. They don't, and uh, we I was just saying this the other day. Like they don't know how to do the PG thing the right way. Well, they do. Like this show is actually proof of that. But <laughs> which bet that Becky Lynch thing was actually a great segue because she was a rosebud. <laughs> we start off with yes. Adam Rose versus Tangaloa. And the story, okay, so the story going into this match, Adam Rose is a carefree party boy, fuck boy, otherwise known, and he's winning matches while having fun. Camacho does not like this because he's come up from the slums, and he just doesn't like people having fun because he 
hasn't had fun. So the future Adam, uh, the future Tangaloa wants to teach Adam Rose a lesson. Adam Rose comes out. Did he, what future wrestlers did you spot in the Rosebuds? On the first, I to be honest, I didn't really look for it, but I know a lot. I know like Braun Strowman's done it early. Braun on. Strowman was in, one of the ones in there. So was Becky Lynch, and so was Simon oh. Gotch. Simon Gotch, really? He's really noticeable as well. He's like wearing like the like you know the really English like stripy beach attire. <laughs> yeah, he, he would have had the mustache with like the mustache. <laughs> he just looks yeah. like you know those things you go into on holiday and you stick your head through and take a comedy <laughs> photo. He looks like that, but like come to life, it was amazing. First of William Regal, um, when Rose came in, was like, "Oh, it's twenty-four hour party, people." I see what you did there. Nice little Happy Mondays reference. Love, love, you, love you, William. William Regal was so good in the commentary, wasn't he? I'm just going to save this now so I'm not gushing throughout the whole show. That he is. And I can only imagine, oh, he was. I can only imagine how crazy you guys over there were for him. Oh. Like, I remember when he was in WCW wrestling and he was unbelievable. That's a bit before my time. Uh, but... oh, it's going to be a, a show full of age jokes. Oh, you, no, you should. That gaff gets the butt of him normally. <laughs> it's quite. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, we love, we, well, everyone loves Regal. Like, if you don't love, I don't think there's a wrestling fan alive who doesn't love Regal. But, like, especially on commentary, he made sure to tell you why things hurt and also made sure to tell you why big moves did not get the win. Like, he'll tell you one little flaw in someone's technique and that's why this match-ending move yes. didn't end the match. And it's just perfect. It, uh, he was great at storytelling. Absolutely. So. Speaking of storytelling, this match had a very simple ma- story going throughout it. Camacho would overpower Adam Rhodes, and then Adam Rhodes, through being very quirky, would go on to win. It was pre- is pretty boring. Yeah. Actually, like, there are some road dog punches. They're always fun. But actually, Adam Rhodes has a really nice spine buster. Yes. Yeah, like a the... proper, like, Arn Anderson spine buster. Like, it's for one thing you yes. can do. <laughs> and I think they actually, they actually, on commentary... Compared it to Irons, didn't they? Well, yeah, but we, we do that every time with a fucking spine buster. Yeah, but that was very. It was. That's yeah, what I like about NXT commentary. They'll actually compare it to someone to get someone over. Yeah, and it's less about like WWE commentary in general is all about the sound bites for the video mm-hmm. games. Absolutely, and it's not like that with NXT. No, but or it's less like that, I should say. Well, yeah, like nowadays it's a bit more like that thanks to Marrow, but like back then, like they were just trying to get people over because that's the whole point of NXT. But anyway, right. um, goes on to a um, goes on after um, Camacho beats down Adam Rose for a while, choo choo Bronco Buster into a party foul for the win in five minutes seven seconds. This is a very basic opener. Like is basic. The crowd are into it. The crowd are dead into Adam Rose. Yeah. The um every minute of it and they were actually tra- chanting at one point kruger for him yeah that's what that's I, I hate when people call back to i know it's the worst isn't it like it's... when people chant stardust at cody nowadays and just sort of like get over get over it and, and he figured out how to get out of the uh he figured out how to get out of the full nelson yeah like but only bob <laughs> only bobby lashley can do that <laughs> Ah, Christ, like, this, this wasn't a great match, this this felt like a dark match, like, if you ever go to a TV taping, and, like, this yes. felt like the dark match pe- they used to get people over, um, right. like, to get the crowd going, but, you know what, 
like I kept n- n- they hit all their spots. Nothing was really botched, and I wasn't bored because of how char- like Adam Rose at this point was charismatic as fuck, wasn't he? Yes, he, he really was. Um, like I remember loving him at the time. I thought he was going to be an IC champion. He was sort of like wasn't a gold dust type of gimmick, but it was almost gold dust like and doing the the grinding and all that stuff. Um, kind of. He reminded me more of Russell Brand. Okay. Like the long, this, yeah. the long hair, the party lifestyle, just a yep. very Russell Brand gimmick. So, um, what would you give this match out of ten? I would. I love the ha ha stuff. Out of ten, I would probably give this like a six and a half or a seven. A, a six and a half? Oh, that's quite high. I gave it a five because like nothing blew me away, but. No, I like the funny stuff, and they did a lot of the I funny am, stuff. I in am that. a fan of, like, especially at the start, where he sort of jumped into Camacho's arms. Like, I was half expecting some sort of ballad to play. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll meet you in the middle with six um, on that one. Okay. Okay, so then we got a Sami Zayn Heights package talking about how his loss to Cesaro, while crip- somewhat crippling, helped him learn how to lose. And since he's now learned how to lose, he can now go on to beat. Tyler Breeze. He is a journeyman wrestler and this is all he ever wa- wants. Tyler using this as a springboard to get his face on TV disgusts Sami Zayn because he thinks Tyler Breeze is a disgust of the craft. I love Sami Zayn back then. <laughs> That's, so I've been a fan of Sami Zayn forever. I remember like um, I, um, I remember when I was first becoming a smack, like NXT is sort of the nexus point of me becoming a smack, I come across El Generico and then my mind is yes. blown when I find out Sami Zayn so, is El Generico. Yeah. The be- the second best match I've ever seen live was at uh, Chikara King of Trios and it was El Generico versus the one two three kid. <laughs> I shit you not. This match was insanely it was the one two probably- three kid. Yes, yeah, so they had Waltman work as the one, two, three kid. This was only about two or three years before um, Sami Zayn got signed. Mm. So it wasn't all that long ago. It was probably eight, nine years ago in that range. And these two just put on a hell of a match. I think X-Pac can go. He just sort of got yeah. painted with that can't-go brush because of the attitude error. He's a really good wrestler. That's So, like, I've been a fan of Generico... Like since then, I can't. He can't do any wrong in my eyes. Oh, I'm, I was so annoyed this week on Raw. Like I've only been watching Raw the last couple of weeks because Rob's not been around, so I have to do the WWE coverage. And Jesus Christ, like I was loving Sami Zayn's heel promos, and then Braun Strowman just comes along and throws him with a fucking bin. I'm like, oh, come on. But Sami Zayn's great at getting thrown in the fucking bin. He's very good at getting thrown in the fucking. I like. Next, I want El Generico to stop helping the orphans and come save his mate Sami. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he's doing. I, I have to ask now, um, what is the best match you've ever seen live? Um, WrestleMania, I was at Mania 25 in Houston, oh, Undertaker fuck. versus Michaels. You see, fucking best, the biggest show I've ever been to is a fucking SmackDown house show. Actually, no, unless you count TakeOver Blackpool. Well, but... Yeah, see, I've been... Mania 25 I went to. Ironically, I'm in Boston. I'm only about four hours from New Jersey, and I did not go to WrestleMania this year. Well, I don't blame you. I I kind of blame Um, you for not going to take over, but, like, Mania. It's, yeah, TakeOver would have been, I was going to go down and just not even go to WrestleMania and do 
a couple of the independent shows in the area, and I just didn't do it. Like, um, I remember watching, I like, I go into, like, a coma during WrestleMania weekend, and, like, I watched, like, Bloodsport, Penis Party, Joey Denied's Day Off, G1 Supercard, and all that, and I was watching all this and thinking, I need to go to a WrestleMania at one point. It's, it's really expensive yeah. for me to go over there and all that. Yeah. But, like, then you watch WrestleMania, and you're just sort of like, I don't really want to go to this, because it just looks like a slog. It's cool to do all the stuff around it, though. Like, the independent shows and the, um... Like, even the fan access is really fun. That's, that's like, I really want to do Rathlacom, but I've heard it can get really expensive. Yeah, well, I mean, you pay to get in, then you got to pay for any anyone you want to meet and everything yeah, else. Yeah, don't you need so... to pay for the shows in Rathlacom as well. Oh, is that right? I don't know. Like, I've never... I've seen, like, comment sections of us about it. Anyway, back to NXT. We'll yes. come back to stuff like yeah. this throughout the show. This is what I... This is what we do on our show. Like, this tangent through the oh, whole no, you show. Have, like, I... The last show... Oh, God, the tangents me and Garth went on. Like, oh, God, don't... Just don't listen to our last show. Anyway, so... Ty, <laughs> Ty, no, they, do we... listen to their last show. Listen to every one of their shows. <laughs> You're a great plugger. Um... We got an announcement from Brandy Rose that Tyler Breeze has entered the building. I love that gimmick. That's such a yes. good gimmick. That's like a Rick Rude gimmick, and it's fucking amazing. Tyler Breeze knows how to work a character perfectly. Now, then we get um, The Ascension versus Kalisto and El Locale. Now, The Ascension, the story here, has been destroying everyone. Um, notable names include, I believe, the White Family, Neville and Corey Graves, Too Cool, um, the last special arrival, and the American Wolves in a weird oddity in NXT history. And then, basically, Callisto and El Local turned up, who's Ricardo Rodriguez. And they were like, can we have a shot? And the essential were like, yeah, we literally have no one else to face. I'm sure you can get a shot. Um, Callisto, Samurai Del Sol from the Independence, and most notable for his PWG and AAA work. And El Local um, is Alberto Durio's ring announcer, Ricardo Rodriguez. Um... <laughs> So the match itself, very botchy. <laughs> yeah, but that was back then. That was a Kalisto match. Oh no, last um, thing, Kalisto didn't do any of the botching because throughout the whole match, Kalisto was being worked over by the Ascension. He sort of looches his way out of out of it, tags in El Local, and then El Local did all the fucking <laughs> botching. That's and like I don't like my my notes for this. Literally say. The Ascension and Kalisto versus Kalisto and El Local, Ascension wins. Yeah. Because like, I don't like Ascension. Um, I just thing, never have. I love this era of Ascension. Like, um, they have, they will have great matches. They have a really good match at Fatal 4 Away, and then their match with Bala and Hideo is really good. That's probably down to Bala and Hideo, but still. <sighs> I hate what they're doing to Bala. Uh, we, <laughs> let's not, because. That, that, <laughs> Like that's gonna be such a running theme when you get later on into this retrospective. <laughs> like oh my like wait until we get to Nakamura, I will be shouting every podcast. But anyway, so Kalisto gets um worked over for the rest of the match, kicks his way out, hits a great head scissors actually, like kicks away I believe it was Victor and then jumps over Victor for like the Rey Mysterio head scissors, tags in El Local who botches a crossbody, botches a hurricane runner, and then gets killed by the Ascension. That oh. this match wasn't that good, was it? <laughs> it it didn't hold my attention, honestly. No. And I honestly, so I didn't realize that El Local was Ricardo until about <laughs> ten minutes ago. 
when was it when I said it? No, it was. So I pulled up the card to just remind me of what I watched, mm-hmm. and I'm, I pulled it up on Wikipedia, and I said, "Why is his name? Why is our locale's name blue? Like, why is that a link?" And then I highlighted over it. <laughs> it's Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah, <laughs> that's. It's weird. Like he should not but... have been put. It's weird because like next week, um, next special will be just put him with Sincara, and this is completely forgotten about, rightfully so. That's... Yeah, but he was wasn't he a big deal in Mexico? Who Ricardo? Yeah, I'm not, as a wrestler, I don't know much about lucha, so I couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, I know basically what I know from lucha is basically lucha underground, and when the CMLL guys turn up in New Japan, that's basically all I know. And and lucha, lucha, lucha. Yes, and also Natural Libre. Actually, no, that's <laughs> another film I haven't seen. Sorry, Garth. Um, <laughs> Like, it's weird, like, I was expecting way more high spots, considering Callisto's in here, but, like, there, right. was, there, was, there was none. Like, we saw, Callisto did nothing that, like, you would learn in, like, day three of lucha training. <laughs> That's very true. Lucha training. Just imagine, right, never mind. But, like, yeah, where was the, like, high spots? Like, we didn't even get, like, a good dive or anything, because, like, the Ascension cut it off. It's like we couldn't trust, well, we probably couldn't trust Callisto and El Locale, but. Right, and, yeah, no, they didn't get their chance to really, sh- to to shine in there like that, and well, to... I don't know if the match suffered because of it or was better because of it, honestly. <laughs> well, Here's the thing, Callisto was allowed to run with it at the next show, and it was at least a serviceable match. Like, here, it's like weird, because like, they literally only debuted two weeks ago. They weren't over yet, they were just two random dudes in masks. And like, I think people didn't like El Local to begin with, because he's basically El Generico, and we want Sami, they're still in the stage where we want Sami Zayn to be El Generico. So. Very true. And, yeah, that, that's, very true. I never thought of it like that. Uh, I'm still surprised you don't like the Ascension. Like, this yeah, era I don't Ascension. know why. You... I don't know why. I never really did. And then they, they said some disrespectful stuff about the veterans. And but that to they be were... fair, they were made to say the disrespectful stuff about the veterans. But I didn't like them before that either. <laughs> so this just gave you a reason. Right. I just wasn't a fan of that. I don't know, and I te- technically, typically, sorry, that's the word I'm trying to think of. Like that style, like in big bruises. We are just big bruises, but just knock for shit, aren't you? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's. I mean, I usually like that, and I just don't. I don't know. I don't believe them. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the finishes like what doesn't what doesn't help it for me is the fact that Connor is the dude from like NXT season four who looks like a rat. And then he, and then he just got buff, and and then just made a tag team. Originally, like originally, like this go, I'll go over this more in the arrival podcast, which will be up before this. So go listen to that. Um, originally in the ascension, it was Bram. If you remember yeah. him from TNA, yeah. like, and it's weird. Like Bram is actually massive in ICW. Like he's a big deal in up, up here in Scotland, but. Yeah, he was originally slated, but then he got released. So, I okay. It's a, it's a bit of a weird one because I think Bram and Connor is more believable than Victor and Connor because Victor isn't quite big enough. Yeah, 
and it, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't believe that they're that tough. Yeah. Oh well, the rat face knackers win in six minute minutes eighteen. What do that's, you give this match out of ten? Like a four. Oh, that's exactly what I have. I'm glad there's no argument here. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: is you never argue over a rating because it's subjective. It, yeah. Yeah, Unfo- unfortunately, Grob puts the rating of the website, so half our podcast nowadays is us arguing over the ratings. Oh. <laughs> like, but That's it's, pretty funny. It's ruined the, fri- it's ruined the friendship, but it's never there. Um, anyway, ti- <laughs> there's, a Tyler Bree- never there. <laughs> there's a Tyler Breeze video package, and basically, he's super pretty. Like, oh my god, he's so pretty. He's pretty, isn't he? But is he? He's so pretty. That was all I was thinking during the promo. What? Is he really that pretty? Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. I would. But, I mean, he had that bleach blonde hair. Yeah. He was and the chiseled jaw. It's molded by the gods without a flaw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. Anyway, also in this video package, we see a young Alexa Bliss. Tyler Breeze goes up to her and goes, may I have a photo? And she's like, yeah, sure. It's like, no, you take one off me. That's... It's amazing. It was a cool package. It's bad, that, though, because they were put together very nice. They were obviously looking for the one girl that's shorter than Tyler Breeze. <laughs> and they eventually find Alexa Bliss. That's... Anyway, on to Tyler Breeze versus Sami Zayn, which is the next match. This is where this event officially kicks into gear. Actually, would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely because the, the first two matches this was felt the like first warm-ups. good match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so these are the top two contenders in NXT after a triple threat, um, where Tyson Kidd became the number one contender. These are the last other contenders, and they will be fighting to see who will be number one contender. God, I said contender a lot there. Um, they're both very different people. With um, Sami Zayn being a journeyman, having to scratch and claw every day of his life to get to where he is and he doesn't want to stop until he's at the top. Whereas Tyler Breeze just wants to ha- use NXT and WWE as a wider organisation to get more cameras on him so more people can see how pretty he is. Sami Zayn sees this as an insult to the res- wrestling craft. This is this, this is a very good simple story. <laughs> Two people want to go for the championships and one person feels the other one doesn't deserve it. Yeah. That's absolutely what it is, and you know Tyler Breeze thinks he should get it because he is the prettiest person, and he's, every camera is on him. He's basically fucking Zoolander, isn't he? Yes, it's very much that. Um, <laughs> it's a mortal like to be like much. super, super, incredibly good looking. Uh, and, and Sami Zayn knows he's been doing this for so long that he deserves his shot. Yeah, it's a shame his friend El Generico went missing. Like, he must be down in Mexico. Anyway, so <laughs> Sami Zayn here debuting his Scar theme, the best theme in WWE. This is the debut of that theme, which I love. Yes. Uh, uh, Do you? Do I? See, I'm not a fan of it because it's... I don't know, I think because it's not my style and because what I want it to style? be El Generico still. Wait just now. Like, I'm not a scally cap wearing type of guy that's gonna, you know, go listen to No Doubt in Washington. I'll listen to No Doubt, but I'm not moshing to it. 
Fair enough. And that's what I kind of picture his personality as. Oh yeah, he's definitely like you see him wearing scar tops over time. Like yeah. before this, he was wearing. I don't know if it was this or Fatal Four Way, but he was wearing an Operation Ivy T-shirt. So. And that's like I'll listen to ska music, but I don't think that's mosh. Like I'll listen to death metal if I want to mosh. <laughs> I'll throw on Slipknot and hit a mosh pit. It's weird. I keep getting pulled into mosh pits because of my long hair. I'm just sort of standing there going, "This is nice." Oh fucking! I'm suddenly getting punched in my face. Um. <laughs> So t- you guys are pretty serious about mosh pits over there. Oh yeah, but like we actually like jump and have fun, whereas you guys in America just punch, punch and beat the shit out of each other. It's, that, it's yeah. a bit weird. Like crowd killing is a thing, and I don't get it. Yeah, it's different though. I mean, it's not super bad over here. I don't do. I'm like you know, I'm 45. I'm not doing the mosh pits anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I tried crowd surfing once. I'm six foot seven, and I was at the time four hundred pounds. Oh, that, you're a big boy. You're a tall yeah, boy. Yeah, my my friends lifted me up, and they went to pass me over. And the next group of people moved. I I, I imagine if someone picked you up, you your like legs would just be on the stage, and your I, head would just be at the the other side I, of the venue. I literally fell six feet to the ground. Oh no, that's all. Do you care? That's not, not that. That's not that far for you. No, but just straight down, it was a it was a back bump basically that I don't know how to do. Yeah, fair fair enough. Anyway, so it's lockups to start. Some actually some good technical sequences. This match built, um, like um, Sami Zayn leapfrogs over Breeze, hits him with some nice side arm drags, but then Breeze starts to take control. Um, for as a lot of the early stages of this match is sort of jostling for position, and then Sami Zayn hits like for da- Christopher Daniels. Moonsault onto yeah, um, that was nice. That I, that's my favorite. Ty- that's my favorite variation of the assigned moonsault. That was that looked so nice when he hit that. Yeah. Anyway, so well, as soon as he did that, which I love, but like I love when people go for um, offense right after a dive because he lands on his feet, so he has to throws Breeze into the ring, hits the crossbody, and he just has the best crossbody. Um, for a two, like he could convincingly, he could very convincingly use that crossbody as a finish. You think so? Well, okay, not really, because like the crossbody's been killed. But like, he could, he could, if someone was to bring back the crossbody as a finish, he could do it. He could. He'd be the okay, okay. Anyway, so Sami Zayn goes up top, the top, but um, and evades Breeze, but then. Um, Zayn gets hit with an Impaler DDT. I love that move. As too bad it's been killed as well. Fucking <laughs> thanks, indie assholes. Um, Zayn gets pulled into the corner into a sit-out powerbomb. And uh, that was great. It was sort of like a deadlift type thing. But then, then a 3-4. But then Regal, quick as a button, as soon as Zayn kicked out, it was like Tyler Breeze did not pin Sami Zayn correctly. If Tyler Breeze had, pinned, uh, had wherewithal to pin Sami Oops. Zayn correctly... He would have won, and I'm like Regal. You just explained why a move that should have ended the match didn't end the match, and then later in the match, Sami Zayn did his amazing um, sort of dragon bomb, like what Dragon Lee does. But yeah. like he sort of deadlifts him up from like a package power driver. But it's so weird to explain, and I don't know the name of it. Um, but anyway, he did that, and then as, as soon as Breeze kicked out, I was like, that well, should should have been the end of the match. But he made the same mistake as Breeze. I'm like. Ah, I love you, William Regal. Like you hear this stuff, and like it's also during Arrival, and I'm like, how, 
How are you not used more in commentary? Why don't they still use you? You're perfect. It, it's well. What's his role now with NXT? He is he just is, an agent? He is an on-screen. He's the on-screen authority. And that's it, though. Yeah, I think so. I I think he also works in the performance center. Okay, so he's actually training some of the. Yeah, the but kids. his thing, like he was also doing that when he was on commentary. Yeah. So, like, I, there's no reason he can't do all three. Like, it's, none of them need to be exclusive, and he's worth that pay bracket. Like, he's just... He's good in every conceivable yeah. role. He should be... I hope he's making a lot of money off of all of this, because he deserves it. I'm sure he's doing all right. Well, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure he is. Um, well, he's one of Triple H's boys. So, yeah, like, um, everyone down in NXT is Triple H's boys, and they're going to be compensated nicely. Yes. Anyway, near the end of this match, um, a ref bump was teased, but, like, the ref sort of ducks his way out of it, and then Sammy gets rolled up, and the ref is like, oh, shit, one, two, kicks out, and then, like, a counter to counter, like, German suplex position, German suplex position, gets kicked out into a supermodel kick. Best name for a move. <laughs> love that shit it that is it's because it's a playoff of, you know everybody tries to rename the move he didn't rename the move he just mm-hmm. added a word yeah he, he was just like i'm gonna add this word to fit my gimmick and that's it um sam sammy zane sets up breeze for a halluva kick breeze rolls out and gets um and then gets a conhilo for his efforts that was a very smooth sequence love it um and then sammy follows up with another Huluva attack um, attempt, um, Breeze ducks, and then Sammy then gets injured from hitting the turnbuckle slash Breeze's forearm. We'll get into that in a second. Beauty shot one two three. What a match! No, I hated the. I didn't hate it. I didn't like the finish. What 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 actually about because... the finish? They did all of that stuff through the whole match. Everything was incredible. Like, this match was like an eight or a nine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just like the accidental accidental nut shot at the finish. His thing about that fits into Breeze's character. Like he's a bit of a cowardly heel, but all, who can back his shit up? Like earlier in the match, like he wasn't getting vicious throughout the whole match. He was remaining sort of disciplined. And then Sammy hits his face. And then Breeze fucking goes off on one because he hit the face okay so like it, i think stuff like that sort of fits his gimmick and also he's a heel who do anything to win and also you can argue that it's inverted like you you can argue that it d- didn't mean it so there's that air of maybe we're being unfair to breeze here yeah but it, i mean it, it appeared like it was inadvertent but it mm-hmm. wasn't you know what i mean like yeah. it was and that, that just get, to me took away get, from the match. But that's how you get heat on a, on a heel, because then um, Tyler Breeze was hated for the next few weeks of tally. Yeah, it just, I, I, that, so like I said, it was an 8 or a 9. To me, that brought it down to like a 7.5. It didn't bring it down a whole lot, but just a little bit. I see what you mean, but I, I personally quite like finish. Um, the... And I sort of like how the beauty shot was just sort of like, he walked up and hit it. He didn't like run, he just sort of like strutted yeah. and hit it. Like, I think all these little things to, like, because it's very obvious that Tyler Breeze isn't on Sami Zayn's level in terms of work rate. 
Right. And Sami Zayn, like Sami Zayn, didn't go balls to the wall to compensate for that, which was good because it would be a botch. You'd have a Kalista match otherwise. <laughs> and like I don't know, I think all these little things throughout the match. I don't think the finish was bad enough to bring down the ratings. Like, I don't think it's bad at all. But I think if it is bad, it's not bad enough to bring down ratings. In my personal opinion, I'd still give it an eight. See, if it had happened, if that had happened in the middle of the match, mm-hmm. and did it wasn't the finish, and then you finished with anything else. Yeah, but like they also, but also somewhat trying to protect Sammy here because, like, in two takeovers, he's taking the title. This is true too. Like he okay. lost clean on the last one, and you know what? I'll give it an eight. I'll bring it up to an eight because that's stuff. true. Um, is there a better gimmick in NXT at this time than Breeze? No. Like, the, a more complete gimmick. I mean, especially, like, the phone going onto the big screen, there's no yeah. reason Tyler right. Breeze should not have been over in Maine. The, right. And that, the whole phone going onto the, you know, going onto the Tron mm-hmm. was so innovative. Like, that was, as far as I could tell, that was literally the video from his phone oh, hooked no, up was. to the live feed. They were basically, um, they were basically periscoping it or something, or Facebook living it right. to the screen behind. And actually, it was great. Like, especially in later takeovers, but he'd just be live streaming it to his Twitter. They'd be live streaming the Twitter feed on the back screen, and then you really? could watch his entrance on Twitter. Okay. See, I don't follow. I wasn't following him on Twitter. Uh, you see, um, I, I didn't have Twitter at the time, but we kept saying it on um, commentary. Okay, that um, is pretty cool. When he had a selfie stick, that's when his gimmick was sort of complete. Yes, yeah, he had that. Like it was almost like a boa because it was. Yeah, it was beautiful. Sort of I, actually, you know what it looked like. I don't know if you have this in America, but like oftentimes up here, we will get like um, magicians for birthday parties, and they'll have like the um, duster that turns into a wand. Okay, it, it kind of looks like that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Now you guys, but the selfie stick was was the selfie stick big over there? Um, yeah, for like a, for a wee while. Like we don't use them religiously. Like vloggers okay. will use them, but like right. And see, that's all it is here. Like it's kind of not frowned upon, but like laughed upon, unless you got like you, you're doing a vlog for YouTube or something uh, like that. And you're some, a known person. Like it sort of worked for my family because. I've sort of a sizable family, so there's no way you're getting them all in on a normal selfie, so have a selfie stick out yeah. there. Okay. But other than that, yeah, it was sort of stupid. But it was a great video, though. Have you ever watched WWE Breaking Ground on the network? Yes. Um, that bit, I love that. It, it's such a good... I wish they'd make a season two. Um, I wish ZZ would just get signed somewhere. <laughs> Poor ZZ. Will somebody take this boy in? But <laughs> I um, watched it for ZZ and for Josh, for the Yeti. Oh, I love t- uh, me and my mate once marathoned Tough Enough, and it was the best week of my life. <laughs> really, I love Tough Enough. Well, not actually, but like I love, I fucking love Tough Enough. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, it's like you have people watching and going, "Oh, these people aren't good wrestlers." It's like, yeah, they're not fucking trained yet. <laughs> right, well, here's the thing: is a lot of them are like a lot of them have done some independent work. Yeah, like um, Velveteen. It's not going to be the Joey Ryan's, but yeah, the Velveteen Dreams. And um, Chelsea Green was on there as well. Yeah, the Miz was kind of the exception. Yeah, um, like but even like Jomo, he came off there. Ryback, he came off there. Yeah. Like it produced more talent, like Mandy, Sonya. Like, yeah. 
It's like the it's like the X Factor. The winner never gets the hit. <laughs> no, I mean Johnny Impact. Ah, oh, fucking right! Don't get me started, Johnny Impact. I fucking hate him. <laughs> Why? He, his promos are shite. Yeah, and they, they, like he looks like he should have a ton of charisma, and he does. Yeah. He, I'll, I'll give I, you that. I tricked myself into thinking he did because he was in Lucha Underground, and that's a very heavily yeah. edited environment. And yeah, he, that style has to be. Yeah, and like, so like I was into Johnny, I was into Tyre, but now they're in Impact, and that is not as heavily edited, and it's like, nah, you're actually pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's not shit. He's, he's just a, not. He's, no, he's good in ring. Ty is shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's only there because of him. Yeah, absolutely. She shouldn't be champion. Like, Jordan Grace should have won it, but... Oh, my God, I love Jordan Grace Jordan so Grace much. Jordan Grace is so good. I, I really... Hope she's because I think she's still the Progress Champion. I haven't seen the results from Super Strong Style because I'm waiting for it to go up online. And I hope she's still the champion just so I c- she can come to the show that I'm going to in Newcastle for Progress because she's so oh, awesome. She's fucking amazing. That girl is a monster too. Like yeah. she'll beat the shit out of most guys. Like I, she's just an absolute power. I wonder if she's ever faced Viper because that's a match I want to see. If she's ever faced who? Viper. I don't know. She must have. That sounds like something that has to have happened. They, yeah, they have to have crossed paths at some point. Yeah, it's point. not like when you first see Dave Mastiff and it's like, he must have fought Jeff Cobb at some point. Yes. Cobb is so good. Oh, Cobb. I saw him live at um, an ICW show and it's, it's, like you, it's unreal when it's on the TV, but when it's in person, you get a sense of how fucking big the dude is. Is he? Uh, really? Yeah. See, like, I've never seen him live. I've he, seen him. It's, it's sort of like anything like he else. He did that Amazon Prime deal. Amazon Prime? Yeah, Amazon Prime had a wrestling show for a season. Oh, was it that um, fucking PCW or whatever it was? I forget what it was. Like, Lucha it was all... on Amazon. No, Lucha Underground's on Netflix over there, which has me really jealous. This is, no, so this was like an Amazon Prime thing. They had their own championship, and it was like Willie Uta, and it was a tournament. One day delivering corporation. It was uh, I can't think of the name of it. I'm gonna have to look it up and I'll send it over to you. <laughs> Great, that will definitely be a retro review one day. I'm forcing fucking Robin Garth to watch that. Anyway, <laughs> so Lana shows up. Okay, I've, everyone fancies Lana. I don't see it. I th- I think she was better looking back then than she is now. No, you see, I don't know. I I I've never seen it with Lana. It might just be my taste. But yeah. <laughs> I I prefer Rusev, who comes out and like acts all Russian despite being Bulgarian. It's weird, like um <laughs> Lana went on the mic and was like, um much like Russia is extending her their power, Rusev is expanding his power to the main roster and I'm like, are you really drawing parallels to the fucking Ukraine conflict at the time, you fucking scumbags? <laughs> Like, Russia was trying to, like, fucking invade Ukraine at the time, and it would, like, it could yeah. fucking cause World War Three, and you're using it to get cheap heat. Fuck off. But WWE and pro wrestling in general has done that forever. Yeah, I know, but I hate it whenever it happens. <laughs> Ivan Koloff was born in, like, the Midwest. 
I I want to ask. I want to. Yeah, I know. Like I I I hear the stories of him trying to keep um his character outside of the ring, and it's yeah. amazing. That's, that's for, like the one thing I love about old school wrestling. I hate everything about it, especially the toxic masculinity part of it. But I fucking love the stories of people trying to keep um their characters up in public. Like the stories yeah. of heels would um were told to like sleep with women and never call them to get a reputation of being bad boys. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's um, I like the half a shit Jim Connick, like um, or like how like tough people came off as. Like Hardy Race seemed like he could actually beat your ass. Yes. Like um, and he probably could. Yeah, there's a great um line off of Mick Foley where Hardy Race was talking to him. It's like, so how how do you get that left hand? So, um, why do you show show a punch would take someone out? And he was like, I'll tell you, Mick. If I hit someone with my left hand and they're still standing, I will walk around the back to see what's holding them up. And <laughs> what a line. <laughs> Just That's... Anyway, so some so Mojo Raleigh comes out and like is holding an American flag and he's like, here in America, we're hype and all this shit. I need to ask you, what do you think of patriotism shit like this? Because it gets on my tits, but also it's, uh, I, I, it's not my country, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I think I I'm all right with it. It's easy for one of the babies to get over with something like that because not most of the audience now with television and the network and all that, but most of the live audiences are anyway here. Well, we're in Florida, so it's definitely gonna get over. Right. So it's yeah, exactly Bush country. So you get that. Once that's you date, get that's, the fans that's a dated reference there. He's been out for years, sorry. But true. But once you get the um the the live audience into it, the T V audience is gonna follow suit. Yeah, I guess. But like also I like it's not like WWE is like a small like regional promotion, but broadcasting worldwide, I think they have to accommodate that to not alienate an entire fucking country. So you guys can cheer for Rusev. Right, okay, well, I don't want to cheer for anyone here. <laughs> like I love I like Mojo and I like I just like that I think he's so no, I'm up in I, Boston I, I with like the Patriots him. and he reminds me of Rob Gronkowski. Just uh, wants to have fun and kick some ass. I, I don't know who who that is. So he's a he plays for the New England Patriots, which is a American oh, oh, football I, team. I know here. I know them. They were in Family Guy once. Yes, actually. So Rob Gronkowski, Gronkowski was the one on Family Guy. Ah, okay, cool. I know Tom he was Brady. The one with the is party he also bus. in the New England Patriots? I know who Tom Brady yes. is. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. You like the way I knew enough to say American football, so you didn't think I was talking about soccer. And I, I, I don't. I, I listen to enough American things to know when people say football. When an American accent says football, just assume they're talking about American football. <laughs> okay. I don't watch either football or American football, so it's not really... Are you allowed not to watch football over there? <laughs> no, well, to, okay, I, I put it this way. So I I wasn't a football fan, but, like, um, up here in Scotland, there's, like, Celtic and Rangers who, like, hate each other because it, it became, like, a class thing, uh, um, Protestant Catholic thing, and it, sort, okay. it can turn... It's sometimes turned nasty, not always. It's a weird stereotype, but we've gotten... And so, like, instead of, like, so I'd say, I'd, if I was going to say I'd support someone, I'd say Celtic. 
um, because that's what my family supports. But also, I didn't want to get beat up, so it's much easier just to not watch it and go, nah, I don't watch football, then <laughs> it was to say you support a team. So. <laughs> Okay, you guys, so it's that serious over there. For some, like, okay, not for everyone. There was, like, two people in my school who took it seriously. Yeah. Like, there was someone uh, who took, um, every time Rangers would lose on a Sunday, they would take yeah. Monday off school. Wow. <laughs> that, like, after, there was a point where Rangers had got sent down to the bottom league and he took, like, two weeks off school. It was fucking ridiculous. That's crazy. But, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know, like, patriotism gimmicks, I think, inherently, like, for for a regional company, I can sort of see, for a worldwide company, like, this is going yeah. out to the whole world, you're alienating parts of it, um, and leaving the rest of the world not knowing who the fuck to cheer for, so. See, I never saw, I've never seen it from that light before. Yeah, um, like, I don't know, like, also it seems just a tiny bit archaic. Like, yeah, there it is. It's. What is? Are we, I was trying to think of he's doing the patriotism angle, but now I can't. No, but not. But not. But. I don't know. This is sort of the last big um, evil foreigner thing. Oh no, Walter kind of, but like he's not a for, foreigner really. No, and. Yeah, he is, but I don't feel like, like he's that, evil because he's a foreigner. No, like he's evil because he's a big fucker who comes out to classical Right. <laughs> like he is actually, in, like I was at an NXT UK taping a few weeks ago, he's actually intimidating. Okay. It's um. Yeah, no, he's a big dude. He's he's like 6'5 or something, like yeah. 300 pounds. And like, have you seen, like he had a match with PCO. Have you seen PCO's chest afterwards? No, fucking but I gotta look that match up. Lit the fuck up, fat boss. <laughs> yeah, was that? Stuff, a, I think was that a WrestleCon or something? Fucking, I the love the stuff that two of those, the both of those guys, do is so hard hitting. Do, do you share my? Literally. Do you share my love of PCO? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh fuck! Have you seen um his match against Brody King at Bolo last year? Don't. No, you know what? I did. Yeah, the one where yes. um with the moonsault botch on the top right. That was that Ugh. was probably my first Brody King match. Brody King, I'm I'm not quite sure what to think make of Brody King yet. I don't watch Ring of Honor, so I don't see him a ton. I'm not quite sure what to think of him. He's he's pretty good. He's he's well traveled in the states. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he look like he looks polished for what he does. I just haven't seen a ton of him to form an opinion. Whereas like That's... PCO, I'll seek him out because he's a fucking madman. I remember when he was in the WWF, so... You see, I didn't even realize he was in the WWE until um, Garth pointed it out. It's like, oh, he had a match with Bret Hart on an In Your House. I'm like, what? And fucking looked it up. It's like, oh, fuck me, he did. This, if you look them up, if you listen to their their entrance music, mm-hmm. they're singing, We Are Not The Mounties. <laughs> and it's, it's literally them singing. And the reason being is because... Um, Jacques was the Mountie, and he's saying, I am the Mountie. Yeah. The, Can- the Canadian government got pissed about it and complained <laughs> to the WWE enough that they changed it to the to they are not the Mounties. I'm just, ima- cause like, um, I'm just imagining, it's like if you had a um, British security guard or something and called him the Rosas. Rosa of a pig, and it'd be, it'd be amazing. I-, I want that now, actually. Book it. Anyway, on on the subject of Canada, um, Flair versus Natalia Nyhart. I have a story behind this page. 
moved up to the main roster and JBL stripped her of her belt because, you know, it, you can't, no, no one can possibly t- pull double duty. It's not like fucking Rusev did it or Cesaro <laughs> did it or Kevin Owens later did it. Oh, like it just seems to be with the women because the same happened with Asuka. It's, I think there's, there's definitely hypocrisy here, but it doesn't get discussed. You're right on. I never realized, I never noticed that before. <laughs> and even now, the War Raiders are doing it. Yeah, well, so... sorry, the the uh, Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings then, but we don't let Kyrie Sane go between. Like this, this is, but yeah, fucking damn it. Anyway, yeah. am I the only one who completely forgot that JBL was? GM for NXT at one point. I don't recall that he was like he came out and he was actually he was actually a decent GM because he wouldn't bury I'm, people. I'm not doubting it because my memory is kind of shit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's there's been a lot of beers in the in the past couple of years. So uh, there's been a lot of beers in the past couple of days for me, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, I, I don't recall it, but I, like I said, I believe it happened fully. It's, he was dead over as well. I remember when he came out and like big pops for him. Um, anyway, so yeah. after Paige was stripped of the championship, by the way, um, well, no, we'll get into that in a second. Um, a tournament was set up, um, to crown a new champion with the winner being crowned at TakeOver. Um, Rick, um, Rick Flair's da- daughter, um, Charlotte yep. Flair and J- Jim Nighthart's daughter slash Bret Hart's fuck all of his family's um ne- nephew niece niece um, I believe yeah also Natalia making it to the finals Flair beating Emma and Alexa Bliss and Natty beating Layla and Sasha Banks <laughs> Layla God she she was dog shite wasn't she <laughs> Yes Yes. Like, um, it's weird, like, a year before this, she got heat because she kept copping feels um, on women when she was pinning them. Really? Yeah, like, um, if you go back and watch, um, I think it was the match where she won the Diva Championship against Beth Phoenix, you can visibly see her, like, <laughs> caressing her boob. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of not on, but also kind of funny. That's yeah. It's all like, it's all like join Tinder, Layla. Like you'll find someone. And right. anyway, so but this was at the this was at a point where a girl like Layla could still kind of compete in WWE. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the fuck. Because... That's the fuck thing that Layla was one of the better ones. <laughs> right. The revolution roster. had it. The, I mean, the revolution was kind of just starting was, at this I, point. I was going to get onto this, where like WWE made a big song and dance about their women's revolution. NXT just let the women wrestle. Right. Like I'll get into the quality of this match in a second, but before the match, Paige comes out with the god-awful Divas Championship. <laughs> I forgot about that belt. Oh my god. Was this the? It was the silver and pink and blue, right? Yeah, like the fucking butterfly and like here's the thing the nxt one has a similar color scheme but actually looks like a belt so i'm fine with it like they're trying to make it marketable they're trying to make it so like little girls might want to buy it like it's a stupid archaic view of gender but it's still like that i can see where they're coming from but diva's one is just fucking insulting especially for the women who have to wear it like (laughs) 
it's like if um um the men's belt was just a massive dick like just <laughs> a literal like dick like it, it's that i would want to wear that I... <laughs> like fucking right. a golden strap on but yeah okay no it's not it's not erect dude like <laughs> why not it's like, it's like imagine getting that through customs Okay, I get you there. I like how we're talking about logistics for a belt that's never going to be made unless Joey Ryan makes his own promotion. Joey, Joey, do that. Yeah, jo- Joey, you if you're think listening, about that, it would be the like the penis plex belt. Yeah, is every match you can only win a match in his promotion via a penis plex. Um... And uh, anyway, let's before we go because if we go on a Joey Ryan tangent, we'll never come off a Joey Ryan tangent. Yes. Uh, um, she comes out. Um, Paige comes out, and like it's weird. Like it, you, you don't realize how much work someone's had done until like you see them before. And oh my god, like Paige is just sort of like a naturally, like a person here as opposed to like the crazy cat lady she is now. Yeah. And it's kind of sad and like. It's not really her fault. Like she's sort of pushed by WWE to look a certain way, and that's what sort of pushed her to that state. And like she's not had the best. Like life was not kind to her after this point. But oh my, it's, it is. I, I I don't want to be someone to judge someone for looks, but like sort of the same with Charlotte later on. Like and also a little oh, bit Natalia. Man. Like obvious work has been done, and it. I don't think WWE should like the, the fact that WWE still pushes this kind of thing shows that they're not really changing anything, we're just doing it on screen. <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking about, like, the implants and stuff like, like that. The, the implants, the lip, the lip injections, the Botox, just, like, the work done, it did, like, and it doesn't age so, well, and, like, it it just pushes people no. to get more, and it pushes... Charlotte, look, I, I watched this and I looked back and went, wow, Charlotte looked really good back no, that's then. Like, like, Char- well, like, I was bringing up a page because like, I think a lot of um, problems with Paige is just because of how much shit has been thrown at her in the past two or three years. Like Xavier Woods. No, like this was actually around that time. But like I'm more talking about the Del Rio relationship, which was just abusive oh, yeah. and yes. everything being leaked. And like apparently she had drug issues at one point and... Like she was self harming and just no, to, like poor Paige, like really. Yeah, no. Uh, the whole thing with the plastic surgery, and my take on it is, wrestling is such a aesthetic sport. <laughs> so, you're based. I mean, you're based on your ability, but you're also graded on your looks. You and see, if you don't have a certain look, so you have to do. That's a very you American know, thing. If Joe, if the Joneses next door are getting plastic surgery to look better, and you might be the better wrestler, but if they look better, they might get more TV time. So now you got to do the same and keep up. Yeah, I see. Well, I see where you're coming from, but also that's a very American thing. Like you look, like even you just look at looks of British wrestlers like going back around the same time as like the MSG days where people were taking steroids you had like Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks as our big stars and then like all the guys in the undercard were like skinny boys really yeah like well yeah I suppose like Johnny Saint and 
Yeah. Yeah, when you go on way back. Yeah, like, oh, um, Robbie Brookside, or even yeah. Regal, like, we never have great physiques, because you don't need great, or even look at the current crop, like, the uh, Mighty Skull, Zack Sabre Jr., Pete Dunne, none of them have great bodies. No, I see, I think Pete Dunne's got a, a good build for it. Like, Pete Dunne's got, got a... something going, but, like, he, also, he hangs out with Tyler Bates, so. That's. But, so, then again, so does Trent Seven, and look at him. <laughs> this is true, Fantastic. but no, you're right. So like, you guys aren't like you guys never had like the steroid age. Yeah, no, not really. And it's not just that. Like plastic surgery isn't as big over here. Like it's a thing, but like, with like a lot of the big examples botched over here. So like, we sort of have that warning. It didn't stop people, but like the furthest most people go is like Lip and Jackson's. We don't like get like full Botox or boob jobs or think. Well, I wouldn't get a boob job. My boobs are magnificent. But yeah. Um, we, we, it's not really that big a thing over here. Okay. It is. American is America is a... We're very vain here. A lot of people are very vain here. It's so vain you probably think this podcast is about you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so, so both women come out with their respective family members. Flair with Flair and yep. Natty with Brett. Um, I just have Flair in my notes because I can't spell Charlotte. So <laughs> that's why I keep I it. think... I think them coming out too, like with Flair coming out and Brett coming out, like that really kind of gave this match what it needed, like a real pay-per-view feel before the match even started. Yeah, and also like, well, Flair kind of distracted, but like Brett, he did his best to sort of stay out of the way. Like he was on the hard cam in like the corner, but he like stayed in the corner. He'd sometimes get the crowd into it, but he'd always make sure he wasn't the main attention. Which I liked. Flair, on the other hand, like fucking wooing all over the place and like shouting and stuff. Like, damn it, Rick. Also, you look at it like this: is Brett spent a good portion of his career in a tag team. Yeah. Flair spent most of his career being the spotlight. Well, Flair spent most of his career in a casino, but I can see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, so it's you know, that's what they knew. You know, Brett knew how to let the person in the ring get the get their stuff in and not distract. And Flair just knew how to be the person in the ring. I think they're also just naturally, like, different in that way. Like, Brett is, was clearly never comfortable on the mic. Like, Brett, Brett likes to get in yes. there, do his thing and go. Whereas Flair's like, no, I'll stay around. Come on, women, we're, women, we're going to Space Mountain, like, type <laughs> thing. And... It's an E-ride. <laughs> Over 18s only. Must be at least this tall to ride. Anyway, <laughs> so, like, this match was very technical, which, like, surprised me, especially after the last women's match at Arrival. Um, low lock-ups to start. Um, Natty is very, like, she's visibly smiling throughout this match, and it's clearly just because she's like, yes, I'm finally allowed to wrestle. Right. And, and it was, like, really cool to see a women's wrestling match. Like, Especially at this time. Like, I didn't really, like... Yeah. I got into TNA after their women's division was good, like after Gail Kim left and after Karma left. So, like, I was left with fucking beautiful people. <laughs> so, like, I didn't get good women. Like, this, like the, the last match with Emma and Paige was the, my first exposure to, like, really good women's wrestling. Like, Trish okay. and Lita was, like, the highest I got after it. Like, of course, now, like, I. I discover stardom, I discover all these uh, all women's promotions. Yeah. And, like, oh, man. 
God, I'm so good. Did you see those yeah. fucking gaijins who... No, I don't like using that phrase, this phrase, but, like, did you see those guys who turned up um, from America and were, like, fucking the only two people chanting? No. It was ridiculous. Right, so it's um the... What do they call it? Their big tournament. Um, the prince- the princess tournament, like, where... Okay, yeah. Um, And people just go going, let's go out! And it's, like, fucking... Have you never like you're into stardom? You know Japanese wrestling customs. Yeah, it's more like a golf clap. Yeah, but to be fair, um, <laughs> yeah, like, but you're you're not in America. You're into Japanese wrestling enough to know that this is not the done thing. <laughs> it's like I it, would probably do the same thing though, just haven't watched because that's what I know for wrestling. I guess, like, d- d- well, yeah, because like, don't. I'm used to chants. It's like we basically invented chanting for wrestling and then you lot adopted it and added two sweeps to it, you bastard. But, <laughs> like, if I went to Japan, I respect the culture. I don't want to be that one. Like, because at that point, you are literally that dick ruining the show for everyone. You don't want to be that kid yelling, Super Dragon. That, li- literally, like, by the time I was into, into indie wrestling, the Super Dragon fingered fast. That's, have you ever seen that clip, though? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Of course that's... I have. It's a Botchamania classic. <laughs> uh, but that's right. You guys love your Botchamania over there, uh, huh? Well, yeah, because fucking Matthew's from... New... Actually, Matthew's from the same time as Gareth, so I'm pretty sure Gareth oh, is that right? at some point. But, yeah, so... Well, I thought this match, for a women's match, like, this match was... At this time, this is the best women's match WWE yeah. had had. So. And, and looking back, it's very historical because it does start what what's going to happen. Yeah, these two have a very technical match. Um, lockups for most of it. Um, a body scissors with like what a lot of this like without great commentary would have been a bit boring. But William Regal again pushing over every hold. <laughs> um, Flair um, has an amazing discus chop. It's like a Kenta Kabashi back fist, but a chop. She needs to bring that back. Yeah. Like. Yeah, no, that's. I I like the way she's taken a lot from from her father and just kind of made it her own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Natty jumps on Flair's back, much like Brett would, but um, Flair hits a backpack stunner, and Flair starts ramming Natty's head into the mat. It was a bit uncomfortable. And um, then Flair into her head scissors, like, and throwing Natty around. It's actually really cool. Like, Flair has such amazing leg strength at this point. Oh, yes. she does now, but, like, at this point, um, especially. And you can see that her leg strength is real. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's nothing, no enhancements needed, to quote Randy Orton. Um, <laughs> Flair rolls through a backslide into a drop kick. It didn't look pretty, but, like, it looked painful, so that's how it needs to be. Um, yes. Natty runs over Flair and hits a dropkick. Um, a, very, a lot of tit for tad here. Um, Flair does um, her dad's over the rope spot, but then like Natty just pushes her off. It's like, no, none of that shit. Piss off. And um, Dragon screws to the outside, which looked botched. Like, well, not botched, but like Natalia did a very brat thing of like sitting down before taking a big bump, so it's not a big bump anymore. Yes. <laughs> like, and it's sort of like. I I still understand why you'd be scared, but like, don't do, don't even attempt the bump if you're not going to do the bump. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like when Kane would take a pedigree and he just takes it on his knees. It's like just don't take a pedigree. Right, and you that you said that was a very breath thing, and that's 
exactly a good way of describing it. <laughs> like, um, fucking Bratch Rope is a thing for a reason. <laughs> anyway, so, um, Flair tries to pull out a Moonsault, but eats shit on the mat. Um, a discus clothesline from Natty for a two. Um, right after then a sharpshooter into a figure four. Now, this figure four spot is, like, the one low point of the match for me. It's, like, the one thing that sort of brings down the rating. Because, like, at points, it was very difficult to tell who was meant to be in pain. Because neither woman, woman was really selling who right. was in pain. And, like, they weren't doing the normal figure four thing where, like, it's reverse if you're on your stomach, but then if you back over, the pressure's back on who was originally on. So, I, I at points, I couldn't tell who was meant to be in pain. But then, um, that whole um, hangman figure four to get out of it was really cool. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was quite. I thought that was a quite cool thing. Just you couldn't tell who was meant to be hurt. Yeah, and you're right. The selling just wasn't there. Like wasn't to, there, right? But and to be fair, like this at this point, NXT was still a proper developmental ground. So like, yes. it's understandable. But also, it's funny how it's, NXT went from that to being its own ent- entity, which is oh, that's a very rapid thing. Like by. Um, I think by two about two or three takeovers from now, that's what like you have like Kenta versus um Adrian Neville and like Bala versus Tyler Breeze and all that and like Sammy and I... versus Kevin Owens and like it just turns into the NXT we know today. It's a very so, it's a very rapid process. And you just described why and I don't think you realize you did. <laughs> is two out of three of the matches you just said were international matches. No, exactly. Um, they started and, signing big stars rather than signing people they yeah. think looked good, which was overall so, good for NXT and um, having good uh, having good people on there, but also bad for my heart because all my favorites have currently been buried. <laughs> that's no. What's your fa- outside of WWE? Real quick, what's your favorite promotion? Like, where are you? What are you watching? Um, in terms of what I watch, I watch New Japan, Progress, sometimes ICW, but it's been really shit recently. And there's one more. Oh, Lucha Underground. And I've been getting into Impact because I have more time in my hands. So, okay. How about you? I like I love Chikara because Chika- like, it's a lot of the fun. Chikara's been a weird. Like I I watch clips from Chikara. I've never watched a Chikara event. Oh, you gotta watch the whole thing, because, like, if you watch a clip, you're gonna see the viral stuff. You'll see the slow motion stuff that they do, and kind of like the, the goofy... Too bad, I love that shit. I, 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 that's not what turned me off Chikara. Nothing really turns me off Chikara. It's just I don't quite know where to start with it. It's, um, anywhere. It's on Amazon Prime over here, so I should probably give it a shot. Is it really? Yeah. It's re- it's just fun, and it's family. Like the fans are in on it. Like if something happens, there was a point where Lince Dorado dove into the crowd, and the fans started chanting "Holy poop" instead of "Holy shit." <laughs> you know, there was another point where a it was a tag team, and it was Jimmy Olsen who was uh, what's his face in WWE, the little skinny scrawny kid uh, um, that got beat up every week. Ellsworth. No, before Ellsworth. Colin Delaney? Yes. Fuck, I, I didn't think it would be Colin Delaney. <laughs> it was him, and he's actually a hell of a wrestler. No, he's actually, like, you, you can tell if, you're, if someone's a really good jobber, they're probably a really good wrestler. 
Yeah, it was him and it was his his tag partner with them, and they did like a slow motion spot, and the fans chanted, "This is awesome!" Oh, in slow I, motion. But that's why I like PWG so much because they'll go along with everything. That crowd. Yeah, it's like they're it's not cool con- like I love it when you have a crowd like that because crowds a lot of crowd like over here like the progress crowd is like that they'll go along with anything like hacksaw jim duggan turning up for unboxing has become a running joke over there the only problem is like mainstream crowds especially are very cunty nowadays now how does how does hacksaw jim duggan get over over there right okay all right so here's what happened so um do you watch progress i've watched it i don't watch it like religiously okay. so every year they have this thing called progress um progress and boxing which is around christmas time it's normally on like boxing day or something and yeah. um oh you're american it's the day after yeah the day yes okay so uh, anyway so they have that and um none of the matches are announced beforehand like they're all surprise matches and um, one year, it's like, we don't know who's going to turn up. It could be Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And then he was like, no, it's not actually Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And then, like, people just kept DMing him going, when you're booking Hacksaw Jim Duggan. But they couldn't get him for this year's Strong Style. So what we did, we had everyone in the <laughs> in the arena send a tweet to him going, why aren't you out unboxing? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, progress is great. Like, they had a show on Mother's Day. Well, okay. Mother's Day over here. I think you have, we have different days for Mother Day, Mother's Day. But anyway, so um, I've started a show the the ring announcer Jim Smallman. He does um, he does like a stand up routine and like gets the crowd involved, gets them amped, and then like so he was going like some people have brought their mothers. So who brought their mothers? So like some person like got introduced to a nice mum called Debbie, and and then um, do not resuscitate, which is like the big heel faction right now, came out, and this guy got to the mic. He's like, "Where's Debbie?" Just goes up to where um, the side that Debbie is. Fuck off, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Anyway, well, so what do you watch outside of Chikara? Uh, I watch a lot of. I watch NXT a lot now. Yeah. Um, NXT honestly, UK for me cause it, just because I love the talent. I don't watch Impact anymore. Oh, this, um, this week's Impact was really good. RVD turned up and was really stoned and had like tried to bury Ethan Page but like couldn't because he was stoned. <laughs> Ethan Page is so so good. He's he's I haven't and, seen much of him before. I'm seeing seeing him. I'm impressed. And he's just a stand up dude too, from what is I he? see on like Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Nice. So he's not a Lars Sullivan. No, 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 <laughs> no. I've dated no. this podcast. That was so old though. I mean, I'm not saying. I, I know it's super old, but also like he's an edge lord now. Like he goes out to annoy people now, so he clearly hasn't changed. <laughs> So, like, I understand, like, when you put bring up stuff from, like, James Gunn, for example, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I stopped that for a reason, I'm ashamed of that and, and everything. But then Lars Sullivan, who's still doing that behavior, just yeah. uh, just to the point where he doesn't get fired, just, oh, well. It's, yeah, ah, yeah, no, he's not, like, there was an incident here where some random independent wrestler that came to the ring with a briefcase as part of his deal mm-hmm. um, came down to a ring with his briefcase and Ethan Page was not on the show that I know of. Mm-hmm. But the kid uh, that he was wrestling, the guy he was wrestling, stomped and broke the briefcase intentionally. Oh, what a dick. So, yeah. And, uh, 
Ethan Page, for whatever reason, heard of it and actually tweeted at the guy, hey, tell me how much that briefcase cost. I'm going to get one sent to you. Yeah, because, like, he's pretty, like, he's not, like, an, an indie megastar, mega but, like, he'll be making a very good living because, like, he does, he's a very good utility player. That's, and I like a lot of, like, we have, in Boston and Massachusetts, we have, like, a plethora of independent wrestling, like, good independent wrestling. Uh, that's what annoys me over here, like, base, up in Scotland, basically, your one choice for independent wrestling is right. ICW. And if you don't like ICW, all of ICW's talent just gets used in every other fed, yep. so there's no real real good options. Is ICW, is that Grados? Yeah, that's where Grado, Grado's from, yeah. Okay. It's more than Grado, <laughs> I should point out. Like, Grado got mega over there, but like it's, there's better wrestlers than Grado in ICW. Oh, no, but I like what Grado does. Oh, great. You should see him over here. He's a fucking megastar over here. Yeah. Yeah, like um, coming out to I, fucking Madonna, and it's one of the best moments in my life when he came out to Madonna. But oh well. Uh, I watched something with him and Coach Banner, and it was—I I don't know where it was or what it was. Oh, I know but about him. Um, I was in the Edinburgh Playhouse, not the Playhouse, the Picture House. It was incredible. Yeah, like um, with the Iron Brew, and just awesome. Anyway, so yeah. we've we were actually talking about fucking Charlotte and Natalia. Anyway, so we haven't even went over the finish. So the finish is um, well, I've lost my notes. Shit. Okay, so Natty rolls um rolls through a sharpshooter, rolls um then rolls through a four four, and then gets hoofed out and gets hit with a natural selection. The shot at the time is called Bow Down to the Queen. Horrible name, um for the win. This is a really good technical match. This isn't like on the level yes. like a Daniel Bryan or a Zack Sabre Jr. But it wasn't meant to be. This match built perfectly to the point where a moonsault miss is a big deal rather than a transition. And just for, especially for the time, this is great. This match would not be half the match it was without Regal though. Regal put over everything both women were doing. And afterwards, did you notice this? Like, um, they're all hugging each other. Like, Bret Hart does not want. To, he d- he's not an affectionate person. He's like getting like the hug and like getting out of the hug very quickly. Ric Flair gives fucking Natalia the tightest hug I've ever seen in my life. I'm like Ric Flair, he dirty old fucker. He yeah, he was probably trying to take her for a ride on Space Mountain. <laughs> She's a married man. <laughs> She's married anyway. Um. Sp- but it was a nice moment. Like Ric Flair was crying. He loves crying. <laughs> like I don't know what Ric Flair loves more: blading or crying. <laughs> he was great at, at blading, though. No, too good though. Like because all those cuts on his fucking head are from blades, and it's yeah. it's slightly disgusting. Like it's not as bad as Dusty's. Dusty's or New Jacks or Bubba's, but Jesus Christ, Abdullah's. Uh, well, to be fair, that's sort of his whole thing. Like Abdul is the original like death match geek. Yes. Um, uh, I don't. I've seen. But like, yeah, no, you're I, right. I, I, but it's just like when Flair bled. He, he the crimson mask was what Flair got. Like yeah, and it's also like the blonde hair face. really helped. Yes. Yes, that. When it got onto like the bleached hair and everything else, it, it looked incredible. It is but... great, but he used it too much. Like for example, in WWE, you'll get like one like proper cut a year, and it will be a big deal because 
it never happened. Same in New Japan, actually. They never really blade in New Japan. Nope. And because they don't talk about it, and because there's not really like a known rule about it, you don't realize that. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, you don't notice um, people not bleeding, but when we do bleed, it, holy shit, it adds to a match. Like, especially when, like, Omega bleeds, because, again, the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Omega is so good. Oh, Christ. That's not going on Omega. Seriously, if we're going on Omega tangent, we'll be here all day. 8 out of 10, <laughs> I'm giving this match. Yeah, I'm right with you on that. Um, honestly, um, if it wasn't for the figure four problems, I might have given it a 9, but, like, I'd give it a Yeah. And I think if it didn't if the women's revolution didn't come if the i say the women's revolution but if the women if we didn't get real women wrestle in WWE after this match because of this match uh-huh. i would have given it a 7 yeah but because of what this did it's historically it's it's an 8 yeah yep um what well, we'll say, say going on after this natalia never really got to have a match this good again like even when the oh. Even when the revolution happened, like she was never really given the shot. She was given a short title reign and had like one good match for Charlotte actually, but she didn't meld well with Sasha Banks, who she was feuding with, and also she just she, she was sort of passed over. From, like Natalia is really good, really solid worker, but is not very exciting. Right. Like she doesn't get. I don't. Like she's still at a point where you hear her music. It's like Bret Hart. No, it's not Bret Hart. And. Right. I don't know, like, especially nowadays with, like, the cat ears, and I fucking hate cats, and this makes me hate her more. (laughs) Why do you hate Natalia so much, those fucking cat ears? No, fucking, yeah, it's why I can't get on the Teddy Heart. It's not the fucking no-selling, it's not the um, multitude of shoots he keeps going on. No, it's the fucking cats, that's why I don't like Teddy Heart. That's a lie, I quite enjoy Teddy Heart. But like, I, yeah, I do too. But he he does. Do too. I did a show. I did. I used to do security at a lot of shows. Uh-huh. Well, well, I, six foot, I, I assume it's your six foot seven. The Chris yeah. sort of chooses you. We I did one in New York. This was going back probably ten years, and it was the night before Easter Sunday. It's in New York, so I'm four or five hours from home, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Teddy Hart cut. <laughs> Like a thirty-minute promo in the middle of his match. Thirty-minute promo. We were literally there until after midnight. No, because heart. of that promo. No heart can cut a promo. No, but Teddy did it. Teddy went straight into business for himself. Oh no, that's a lie. Owen could cut a promo. Owen was there wasn't much Owen couldn't do. Yeah, like Owen is low-key the best heart, but yeah. apart from like Bulldog's my favorite because pride <laughs> but well no i mean i love i just like you not liking people for the cats i love the bulldogs because of matilda you love the bulldogs with matilda yes yeah see i love yeah. and i hated bobby heenan when bobby heenan <laughs> stole matilda oh what a bastard at wrestlemania for <laughs> that was a dog shit mania by the way it was but i was so pissed off at bobby heenan <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, on to the main event. I'm sure there'll be another tangent in here somewhere. Um, oh, yeah. Tyson Kidd versus Adrian Neville. Now, the story here, Tyson Kidd is down in NXT trying to get his career back on track after, basically after D.H. Smith leaves. He 
doesn't have anything to do. Jobs out in superstars for a while to people like fucking Lance Archer when he was like Vance Archer and yeah. Tyler Rex, Kurt Hawkins probably at some point. Um, actually, wait, because like the hat. Because like the hat. Job changing Archer's name. I know, right? Like this, they turned it into an actual name, and <laughs> amazing stuff. Actually, you guys, um, we were doing a, um, we were for the YouTube channel. We were doing like a guilty pleasure classic, and you guys suggested Lance Archer, and he won. But Rob never fucking put it on YouTube. So oh really? I say, I'm still annoyed at him for that because like I was a f- fucking good afternoon setting that shit up. So, because, like, finding the right cores, making sure they had good logic and all that, because, you know, it's Fire Pro. So, like, I will say you guys won. Okay. But Rob fucking never put it up. That's, that's typical. <laughs> fucking, yeah, Rob. Um, he's, put, he, he's, he's definitely not going to listen this far in. He's going to make sure I don't bury him at the start and then just, like, because whenever I'm hosting when he's not on, I just bury him at the start. Oh. Fuck you, Rob. Yeah, fuck you, Rob. Um, <laughs> thanks for going... Very fa- very much thank you for going along with all my gimmicks tonight. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we have Tyson... Uh, so, uh, continuing the story. So he wants to use NXT as a leapfrog to get back to the main roster. Which kind of worked. We'll get into that later on. And then Adrian Neville won the... Um, yeah, the championship at. Sorry, I'm a bit tired because it's at like half twelve. Well, yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's Adrian Neville won the championship at arrival from Bo Dallas has and in his short reign already has defeated Camacho, um, Bo Dallas again and Protus Clay of all people. <laughs> <laughs> but I I remember this feud and I remember it being like the best Protus Clay match ever. But because just because sort of Neville jumps around it, it was quite brutal actually. Because like Neville had his front four teeth fucking knocked out. That didn't take too much though, did it? To be the best Brutus Clay match ever. Well, okay, impromptu top five Brutus Clay matches ever. Um, Raw one thousand where he defeated Jack Swagger with Mick Foley at his side because Mick Foley makes everything better. Um, that yeah. NXT match, I'm pretty sure he had a good match with EC3 in Impact. Um. He got knocked out by Big Show once. That was nice. And when he ended Edge's career. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> fuck off, Brotus Clay. It's, it was really weird. Because, like, Brotus Clay, he was in the business, what, five years at this yeah. point. And he was still very green. <laughs> wasn't he? He was, like, legitimately Snoop Dogg's bodyguard, I think, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think that's what got him signed, actually. Yeah. That was the case. We should have just had him had him be the bodyguard for Sasha. Yeah, I always thought. I swear to God, I always thought that because they had to have known. Like, because she traveled, she'd travel with him. But like, if he went to WrestleMania, she went to that WrestleMania mm-hmm. with him, no matter where it was. You know what I mean? They had to have met each other. They had to have crossed before they were both signed. Yeah, it's not just that. Like, it's an easy story to tell. Like, you, and you can make Sasha an even more shit here. It's like, she's gotten her rich cousin to buy her a bodyguard. Like, That's... it's so, it's, yeah, wrestling is so easy. Anyway, so, basically, um, Adrian Neville wants to keep his championship run going, and Tyson Kidd feels he needs this to become relevant again, because he's sick of people chanting Natty's husband at him. Anyway. <laughs> They sort of jostled to start. They were sort of like spinning around. 
like on the ropes. Good. Like we were doing that, and I was like, just fucking kiss already. So we're going round, and it that ends at one point, and then after a massive chain se- sequence, Tyson just pats Neville on the head, and I was like, oh, you're a dick, but I fucking love you. Yeah. I think Neville was one of the first. He wasn't the first because I think uh, Balor came before him, but he was one of the first like independent guys that they signed that they didn't know what to do with. Oh, I uh, know. Um, Neville was signed way before Balor. This was. Oh, that's right. Because Balor, yeah, because Balor would have been after this. Yeah, Na- Balor wasn't even on the next takeover. So, he was two takeovers yeah. from now. So Neville was the first that they um that they signed and didn't know what to do. Well, they either NXT, didn't know what to do with NXT, him, or they did it intentionally. In NXT, they knew what to do with him. NXT, yes. they booked him to fucking perfection. And then, okay, on the main roster, it was a very weird one. So they wanted to start bringing people up from NXT. Neville had feuded with everyone in NXT. So, like, it was very logical to bring him up. That's fine. But um, Vince wanted to make him Mighty Mouse. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they wanted, because he thought he looked, like, to be fair, Neville does look a bit like a mouse. Well, now he doesn't. He looks like a knacker. But, fucking, yeah, so... They had to fight that off, which I can only imagine is fun. And by the way, um, Neville, also from the same town as Gaff. Um, so really? Yeah, um, from Newcastle. Okay. Well, I Newcastle's, Newcastle is like a really big city, right? Not really. It's a it's like a party city. I'm trying to think of like a um American equivalent. Like it's not a big city, but it's like where people go for like a cheap night out. Okay. Okay. Um, like for example, I was in Newcastle for a couple of hours after um takeover on my way home, and like I basically walked around the entire town centre in a couple of hours. Like it's not a massive place. Like it's from the town centre to like the outskirts. It took me and Gareth about a minute to get out out of Newcastle when we were driving down. So. Oh, okay. So it's it's not that big. Like Edinburgh's bigger and Edinburgh's tiny. Um, sorry, I'm just throwing all these. UK things like you, and you probably have no, no. I, I'm familiar with them all. I just I suck at geography here, but Newcastle <laughs> seems to be the one you hear more of over there. Um, Newcastle is where a lot of carnages, aka nights out, happen. Okay. Um, okay. But it's not it's not a massive city. It's a medium sized city. Um, it's getting really built up because a lot of students go there. But anyway, um, great flippy flippy out of chain sequences yes. from Neville, like just. Of the uh, like cartwheeling out of armbars just makes it amazing. Um, a crisscross um, flipping out of each other's um, shit spot ends with like a double drop kick and both kipping up. I'm like, okay. But at that point, the story of the match is told. Both these men are trying to do the same thing as each other to prove that they're the best in NXT. And then Tyson gets sick of Neville's shit and hits a cheap shot. <laughs> And then starts working over Neville. A great tree, um, tree of woe kick into Neville in the corner. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the flippy shit doesn't <laughs> impress me a lot, but Neville is so damn good at it. I know that's the thing. Like, um, I'm I'm not a massive like flippy shit guy either. But like for people who imp- like, for example, Flip Gordon can fuck off. Um, I'm really not like seriously. He's in. See, I see. Flip understands it though. No, what? Okay, no. What Flip doesn't understand though is basic fucking fundamentals of wrestling. He does. I'm telling you. 
I've not seen it, and I've seen a fair bit of Flip Gordon. I've even seen him live, um, and just I can't. He's never had a match where um, that isn't more enjoyable as a highlights package than it is as a full match. It's definitely yeah. It is definitely about the highlights with him, mm. but he can wrestle. Like I, I no. I he mean, gets, he gets basics, but like he doesn't like in the same way. Like Neville can do these chain wrap. Just chain wrestling, and then can incorporate his style into the chain wrestling. Like, but when flips in there with someone like Silas Young, who's a really good wrestler, but he can't flip, can't really do much because Silas can't. It's just, I don't know. And what really, what soured me on Flip was last year Super Juniors, where I just got bored of him very quickly. Okay. Like, um, he had a good match with ACH on night one, and then like very quickly he started having the same match. Now, see, the funny part with Flip is Josh, who I do the Irish Whip with, is in Montana, which is in the northwest of uh, of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Flip is from the same small town in Montana and then moved to Boston to train to wrestle. Oh, wow. So we, we had him on right covered. before he signed. And, like, I've, I've seen Flip. I've met Flip. I've had conversations with Flip in... He he does understand psychology and that he's got to tell a story other than just no you know he can't get I'm, hit with I'm a sure steel he chair understands it but he doesn't of, fucking do it <laughs> that's <laughs> wait till you see listen AEW just signed Jack fucking Evans yeah did he I know they signed yeah. Angelico I didn't see Jack Evans yeah so wait till you see have you ever seen a Jack Evans match well yeah I have he, like I understand he does the same he he doesn't oh, tell any sort of stories just for yeah, flippy shit no. but no like, it's literally the only flip, place flip, I've flip. seen Jack Evans is in Lucha Underground but that's sort of more acceptable okay I'm sure when it's in AEW it's going to annoy the shit out of me yeah <laughs> like don't get me wrong it's not in a special hatred of flip he's just the first guy that pops into my head yeah no it's um I'm that's uh, I flip is not on Neville's no like or on Parks we'll call him Park I guess yeah, but well, not on that level at all you but, can learn that like Osprey about two years ago couldn't do that and then very right. very very quickly pick well actually he could with Jimmy Havoc but then like with everyone else he didn't do that and then very slowly he started picking the shit up same with the Young Bucks actually like throughout last year. They really... I can't stand the Bucks. What? I'm the person that can't stand the Bucks. Um, I used to be. I I I went through like phases. Like I, you get they get you into Ring of Honor because like holy shit, oh, so many super kicks. This is so cool. And then like it eventually like oh, I'm just bored of this. But then I w- I was getting to that point, and then their match with the Golden Lovers, where Matt Jackson learned how to sell. <laughs> That's the. It was the super kicks that turned me off right yeah, away. But that thing is, they don't do it but, that often in New Japan. Like they'll do it like a, okay. They'll do it a few at the end of the match, but like it's mostly a Ring of Honor thing. That super kick shit. I um, I don't like their wrestling, but I've always said their hustle is second to oh, none. Oh, the fact like and they basically pave the way for like proper wrestling merch and they have their merchandise in american i don't know if do you guys have hot topic over there um we have the an equ- we have an equivalent and it's called pulp that's what it's called pulp. okay 
they have their clothes in Hot Topic yeah, exactly. in every mall in America. I remember... Um, like, that's incredible. I remember the New Japan, the first New Japan America show. Like, they were opening. And, like, they were doing their pose. Like, Matt just turns to the camera and goes, we can't open the show. We're in Hot Topic. And then they, <laughs> and then they lost the match. It's like, dude, we had to go over. We're in Hot Topic. It's, that's, I mean, to be able to do that without, like, the WWE machine running it behind you, it it is incredibly impressive. It's incredible. And like they're and ba- I give and the props for that. Them and AJ Styles are basically um, responsible for making the Bullet Club as big as it is now, which is yes. both a blessing and a curse. Well, I mean, how many you see a million Bullet Club shirts everywhere? You see, you do. I mean, AEW hasn't run. They've run what one show, so they're really. I, I does, mean, people does say all it all count? the time. They're a t-shirt company. Does all in count though? I count it. Uh yeah, kind of, kind of. But, uh, yeah, to, to be fair, I forgot Double Nothing was this, mu- was this month. Is Oh, yeah, it is, huh? That's it. Uh, <laughs> that's, is that this weekend? It's on the... I don't know when it is. <laughs> Hang on. I actually don't remember when yeah, it is. Yeah, that's... I know, I know it's coming up. Like, it's... It just got announced um, that AEW is going to be aired over here on ITV. Which oh, is like cool. which is like the biggest um non BBC thing. So they haven't told us Yeah, we don't they haven't announced be on here they, yet. they must have it have a TV deal deal. Like if they don't Yeah they they have said they do. They have said they though they, I'm guessing they haven't finalized it yet or something. Um, but they they TNT definitely do have a national have deal. Limits. What's funny is they're going to have a better TV deal here than Impact. Well, Impact don't get paid to put on their show, do they? Like, they just get a TV I, slot. They might now, but they're on such a small network. So here we have DirecTV, we have cable, you know, the, a couple of cable companies throughout the country, and then there's Dish Network, which is like the smaller of the three, and they're only on Dish Network. So they're not even carried by the bigger carriers. That's shocking. They're actually on like right. mainstream TV over here. Like every TV has Channel Five, which they're on. So that's they're what fine they over do here. Is over here, they're counting on Twitch, Twitch and Impact Plus. Yeah. Which so. I've, I've been trying out a free trial of Impact Plus. It's not a very good site. <laughs> is that I've never? I I just don't watch it. I'm not gonna. It keeps I'll watch a game. match on YouTube or something, but I'm not going to sit there and watch but a like, whole wrestling show on I, my computer. I was, um, well, too fair, I kind of have to because of my situ- um, because of what I have. But with in the case of Impact, it, they've always had a great roster. They just never know how to use it. And they've yeah. started using them properly, kind of, but not really. Like RVD is probably going to go over Ethan Page, and that annoys a lot of people. But oh well, quickly back to this match because Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll get you up all, in it, all night long. Yeah. Oh, night long. Um, <laughs> so, you guys are awesome. <laughs> at some point, Neville hits a springboard forearm and just I, it, the, the urge to not call it a phenomenal forearm, which is a shite name. Like, you think about it for a second, it's like, surely we could have thought of something better. <laughs> but he's phenomenal. Neville isn't. Neville's no. Neville's just Pac is the bastard now. 
Which is funny because that's Dave Mastiff's thing, but then he got signed and they were like, okay, we can't call him the bastard. We'll call him the bomber. Is that right? Yeah, like Dave ba- uh, Mastiff was, he's the bastard, Dave Mastiff. And it worked. It's quite alliter- uh, alliterative. Yeah, no, that does fit. And then, uh, anyway, so Kid um, goes up top but gets cut off. Neville flips out um of fl- like it's it was like a sunset flip bomb but never flips but it was just like that half second for it not to seem natural yeah you, you know what i mean like he so he did the sunset flip and then never waited like a beat and then did his backflip so it's just okay. so it's just enough not to seem natural but it's still a pretty cool spot. right and then kid goes straight running through him and gets hit with a pop-up sit-out power bomb Yeah, it's see. I just heard. I just heard you going. I feel you have words. You know, no, the that's the problem with the flippy stuff. Yeah, is you, if it's not that half a second, if the timing is off, it just doesn't look right and it sticks out. That's one thing. A gift flip, he does have good timing with his flippy stuff. That's with the flippy shit. Yeah, that's the thing. You need perfect timing. Like if Randy Orton did flippy shit, he'd be amazing because he has the best timing it, in all of wrestling. But yes, it, he absolutely does. Who is your favorite flyers right now, actually? Who's my favorite flyer? Yeah, like, well, give me your top three flyers. Um, Don't be a smart ass and say fucking some flyer got given in the mall or something. <laughs> no, I don't know. Actually, very um, quickly, legitimate question. When people, do people who hand out flyers not hand you out flyers because they're intimidated by your size? No, because honestly, I've like canvas for gigs I've put on, and but and if someone like seven foot tall I... walked past, I'd be like, "Hey, oh, you could probably fucking." No, me. people, I don't feel like they do. You're a gentle giant. I, yeah, actually, not. I feel like they, and I, I like, I, I hand out flies and some for wrestling events, and I, I sometimes feel like they take them from me because they feel they have to. Oh though. yeah, if someone your size came up to me, it's like, "Here, take a flyer." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, mate, I'll take the flyer." <laughs> No, what did you do? You fly for wrestling shows? Um, no. Um, if I put I do music business in for uni, oh. so I'm putting on like gigs and stuff. So like, need to get people through the door because otherwise I lose money. So that's that's big. Yeah, um, wrestling is much the same way. Yeah. Um, except I wrestlers either must get paid nothing or it must be so hard to turn a profit. But um, <laughs> it's actually quite funny. So like, I'm not tall tall but i'm like i'm six foot tall okay that's and... tall <laughs> don't patronize me but <laughs> um so I was... as i pat you on the top of the head <laughs> i was about to make a reference but you will not guess it because it's such a british thing anyway so um i was in this um nightclub in edinburgh called opium and i was at the back with my mate who's like he's like six foot one okay but like i'm i I'm slightly, he's really thin, so he doesn't look like someone who'd start a fight because I'm like, because I'm a bit more filled out, people think I want to fight people, which is not the case because right. Jesus Christ, I'd get my ass handed to me. But there was like a punching machine next to it. We were just standing there because there was a table to put our drinks. This fucking guy, he's like five foot six, comes up to me and goes, fucking, I bet I could beat you on that. I'm like, you probably could. I'm a fucking wimp. He's like, oh man, you're a gentle giant. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a giant, mate. Thanks. But oh well. Back to this match with two people. We're taller, man. It's always weird. That's. <laughs> and, no. 
Anyway, so both men springboard at the same time. Like Neville goes up, and then Kit follows him and gets a um, Russian leg sweep. Like which, and basically, they both just take a bump. Yeah, this this whole match just didn't impress me. Did honestly. it not? I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is my match of the night. Oh, see. I think part of it's because I just love Neville. So, oh, we f- we forgot the, the original tangent. We had a tangent on a tangent. Your favorite flyers. I don't know. Like, I really... Like, for me, Osprey is an easy answer. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Osprey. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Pa- yeah. Pause for review. And what? There's, it's me. There's, like, there's wrestlers out there that everybody loves, like the Young Bucks, Osprey. They just don't hit me. And I understand it's me and I just have some shit taste can, for some reason on some I, of these things. Can I recommend some um, a series of Osprey matches, I think? Because they yeah. made me a fan. I, I wasn't sold on MB's matches. Absolutely. Um, his matches with Jimmy Havoc in progress. Okay, I love I like Havoc. So, seriously, Jimmy Havoc made Osprey what he... Because Jimmy Havoc was the guy in the indie scene when Osprey came along. And then Havoc made Osprey the guy. Okay. It was unbelievable. It's unbelievable, but yeah, I, I I can sort of see where you're coming from with with the Bucks, but I can't agree at all with Osprey. Yeah, no, like I said, it's it's just me, and it's my like I like Flip. Flip's entertained me a lot. He he's entertain for me. He's entertaining for a couple of matches. Am I gonna call him a top flyer? I don't think so. Um, uh, to me, Ray doesn't really fly anymore, but I used to love Ray Mysterio's right. like WCW cruiserweight matches. Oh, his WCW stuff is amazing. Like when, yeah. we, when we were all three of us were in Blackpool for Takeover, and um, afterwards we were just um, we were fucking just drinking in the hotel room, and Rob was just like, "I wonder what the raw af- um, the Nitro after Hogan turned heel was like." So we were like, "Fuck it, let's watch the Nitro after Hogan turns heel." Hogan wasn't on that night show, by the way. And, like, there was a Ray versus Dean Malenko match, and his flying was just amazing. Yeah, Ray is um, who got me into wrestling. And I would say RV, RVD. RVD. Well, again, RVD used to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is quite it is actually. I mean, I'm really trying to dig in. and Dragon Lee. Not real familiar with them. Oh, um, watch his matches with Hiromu Takahashi. Okay, I like that again, Takahashi. Um, like, so. That's the best for you to put Takahashi on the map. They're just they're unbelievable. Just don't watch their one from last year because um, that's where Taka broke his neck. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to. I did sort of put you in the spot. Sorry. Off, I mean. We don't count Eddie Guerrero's five star as a, as high flying, right? Uh, that's thing. Eddie Guerrero doesn't really fly right? when he does. No, he's just got the frog splash. He's got the frog splash, and sometimes he'll dive to the outside. Um, I don't. I, I mean, this is one of those things where I have my top three because I'm a compulsive weirdo, and I forgot not everyone's a compulsive weirdo. No, that's. Like, because for me, it's like Phoenix, Osprey, and... Okay, I'll put Phoenix in there. Absolutely Phoenix in there. Yeah, and... Who, fuck, I forgot my third one. Josh always tells me I'm a... Josh always tells me I'm a closet racist because, like, anytime I don't know who a lucha is, I just call them Ray Phoenix. Ah. Uh, to be fair, 
to, to be fair, like <laughs> Ray Phoenix seems to have like the stereotypical one day lucha. No, it's weird. Like AAA has a type of mask that everyone wears, and then um, CMLL has a type of mask that everyone wears. Yes. Yeah, and that's what it. That's what it is. They all the masks are also similar to me. But yeah, Ray, no Ray like, Phoenix, absolutely. During Fantastic Mania for New Japan, like I just couldn't tell anyone apart. Because <laughs> like they all have like the full face masked. And it started because somebody had that mask on, that same style of mask on, and that's where. It, and the, so now it's now the joke just turned into they're all. To be fair, when I, well, me and him were talking about doing this, and El Loco was Ray Phoenix, and Josh <laughs> knew exactly who I meant. <laughs> that's amazing. So yeah, no, that's yeah, Ray Phoenix, absolutely. We've seen to be an opposite where you don't like people who are popular. I really like people who everyone hates. Okay, like I love Tai Chi. Really, I fucking love Tai Chi. That's why <laughs> he is an amazing heel. Okay, well, so like you understand that you're not supposed to like him. Yeah, and and he and okay, he plays I, that I understand perfect. that. And also, like his match with Jeff Cobb, it wasn't like a strong style classic, but he played his role perfectly and got everyone over. And also, partly it just really annoys Rob. <laughs> Okay. And so every time I bring up a Tai Chi match comes up, you can just hear his voice audibly go down in the hope that I'm not excited to talk about Tai Chi. I do the same once in a while when I'm trying to troll. and But like the one thing that I really like that everybody hates, and I honestly like this and people think I'm trolling because I'll troll, uh-huh. is Daniel Bryan's wooden belt. Oh, the hemp belt. Yes, I, I love it. I fucking love the hemp belt. <laughs> All right, thank you. Like my, the, I wish they gave. I, I'm so glad Kofi won the belt, like, but I it, wish they gave Daniel Bryan a little bit longer run with that belt, because that's the belt that, in theory, every kid in the world would have been able to afford and buy. No, it's just I wanted Jeff Hardy to win that belt because it's made of hemp, so he just roll it up and smoke it. <laughs> but it's not heroin. <laughs> Well, this got fucking dark. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> Sorry. Kid catches a jumping nothing. Well, like, there's a lot of this on the show, actually, where people were going to jump into clearly nothing to set up a surprise yeah. spot. But, like, problem is, if you're not doing an actual move, it isn't impressive. Because, like, you, nothing was happening. You just jumped. That's... Yeah. People still do this, and it's my big, one of my biggest pet peeves in wrestling. Yeah? Yeah, like, like if you're going to... Like, for example, um, when people jump to do a nothing for RKO, like, Jericho does this all the time. Like, oh, I've done thrown everything at you, but I'm going to beat you with this axe handle. And then gets RKO. It's like, well, it's obvious it's going to happen. Whereas when, say, um, Evan Bourne does the shooting star press into the RKO, it's cool as fuck, because you did not see that happening. Like, it sort of takes away from... The, right. from out of nowhere, like, surprise of the spot, so. Like, that's why I like um, AJ's for... What? Evan Bourne, yeah. Bourne was another great flyer. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's why I like um, AJ's phenomenal forearm, though, because um, because of the position of it, you can easily get, like, super kicked or something, or, like, swatted out of midair. So, that's what makes it a good move. But anyway, it's just a weird pet peeve I have. I have a lot of weird fucking pet peeves. And then... 
Um, Neville, like, angle... So, like, Tyson's on the top rope. Um, Neville, like, angle runs up, gives him a hurricane runner to the other side of the ring, runs to the other side of the ring, hits the red arrow for the win. And fucking, I really enjoyed this match. You didn't, though. No, it just didn't. I don't know. And it's one of those things. It's just my personality, I think, that... I get, because you seem to be more into the story than the actual action. Yes, absolutely. You see, I'm being brought, I've been brought up on... Um, well, more recently, I've been watching, like, New Japan and all that, which is mostly built off of action and not story. Like, the story sort of engraved in. Which okay. is what I sort of liked about this. Like, the very simple story of these people trying to one-up each other was woven into this match. Right. So it's... Yeah, and that... Yeah, this match, it just it, it didn't hold my attention, which you would think it would because it's so, it's, you know, the fast, the fast-paced and the, but it just didn't. This is definitely the highest work rate of the, ma- of the night, though. Um, Probably, yeah. Yeah, the problem is, uh, I do, some of the spots did not make sense, like, again, the running up for the Russian leg re- sweep, while in theory kill, both men just took a bump. Whereas, like, how to do this spot properly? Um, there was a match between Will Ospreay and Travis Banks. And, um, you know, Travis Banks slice a heaven kick. Like, the. Yes. Thing. So, Travis Banks goes up for a slice of heaven. Ospreay chases him up. And as he was going, as Travis Banks turns to hit the kick, Ospreay catches him from the springboard, from both men springboarding into a nose cutter. Okay. Yeah, and then um, Travis Banks did the same later in the match, but countering last cut with a slice of heaven like that's how you do that spot like you both met um one man comes off right. the worst whereas in this both men just sort of fall in the same place from the same distance that's... <laughs> it's sort of like you, know, you you've achieved nothing and made it worse. right you there was no gain for you you have vince russo to this spot <laughs> 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 you've done nothing but somehow made it worse anyway uh, so so what would you give this match? A five. A five? Oh. Yeah. You're, uh, you're maybe put... a, you know what? No, no, no. I'll uh, say a six. Right. You're putting this on As... the... Right. Think about this here. You're putting this on the same level as the Adam Rose match. Yes. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm the gonna... Adam Rose match held my attention. Okay. Well, there's only five minutes in its defense. Okay. I'm, get, I'm sorry, I hate having to do this, but I'm going to have to overrule you, because if I go to Rob saying the consensus we came to was a five, he's going to fire me. So, <laughs> like, shall, we, shall we say... Wait, can he fire you from a podcast? Like, no, we don't get paid for Oh, no, he can't, he can't fire me, but it's a, it's a he joke. He can't fire you. He, he, he can't fire me, I quit. No, um, no, he can't fire me, because quite frankly, I'm the funniest member. But... <laughs> <laughs> See, great comedy. Um... Uh, okay, I'll, 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 I'll go the lowest I'll go is a seven on seven here. Like because the more you've we've talked about it, the more sort of the matches unraveled. Can... Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm fi- I'm fine uh, with a seven. Je- Jesus. Yeah. So overall consensus on the show. Well, right. Yeah, that's I. It that the work rate. I mean, they're both great wrestlers. Yeah, that's there. It was just. They both know how to tell the story, and it just there was nothing to be told, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was for the championship. It, it, 
and and kid had it so didn't fight like a desperate man like kids right. stories that he's a desperate man and he did not fight like it and they also had a wrestle at that pace for 20 minutes yeah and i'm trying to not many people can do that they're not ricochet and osprey so right oh right. um okay so what was your what was your match of the night uh tyler breeze and sammy zane no the more i think about it i do agree with you there like it built absolutely the, perfectly and it, it led into something a surprise winner win as well yeah like i did not foresee tyler breeze winning that at the time uh, then again at the time i just thought sammy zane should win everything because he's amazing well, and here's the thing is so tyler breeze wins that match but then in the next couple of takeovers sammy zane still winds up winning the title yeah okay so what happens there Tyler Breeze is number one contender, stretches out for about six weeks, cashes in for a shot, and then shenanigans happen, and then through those shenanigans, a Fatal 4-Way is set up for NXT Fatal 4-Way. Which I'll be getting more into next time on the NXT Retrospective. It's been great having you on, man. Yeah, no, thank you. Anytime. And I'll tell you what, I will try to set something up where we record our show earlier in the day and we'll get you guys on. That would be great. Because um, I was about to say, because um, for me, it can really be any time because I'm off uni, so fuck all that's happening right now. But for the other two, yeah, definitely. You'd have to... Because Rob's a fucking teacher. and I, Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Poor lad. And, like, Garth has <laughs> children. Again, got, Rob's a teacher and Garth has children. I feel sorry for fucking both of them. Um. <laughs> You're bigger than us, so this sort of seems negligible, but plug your shit. What have you got yeah, going on? Listen, it's the Irish Whip. We're on everything um, as far as where you can download your podcast. So whether you're going to Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Podcoin, which is the new one where you can actually get paid to listen to podcasts. What? Really? Hang on. What? Yeah. It's, so it works like a... Um, oh, is it like that? Rose that... Um, one where you can like download app games and it gives you like a penny towards an Amazon voucher or something. It's basically like you listen you you listen to your podcast on this app and you get credits towards like gift cards towards like Starbucks and stuff like that. Two of them. Uh, my family does Secret Santa and it's at a thirty pound limit. I bet by the end of the year I'd have you, about thirty pounds. Yeah. Credit. Yeah. And all you got to do is listen to the podcast. So. Um, we're also on Twitter at Three Irish Boys with a Z, because I don't know. Yeah, that was Josh set that one up. <laughs> it's a massive you age know. disparity between you lot. No, I mean Josh is. So right now it's been just me and Josh for the mm-hmm. past year. It was originally me and Joe, who Joe was like a brother to me. Josh is one of my best friends, so. When all three of us finally get together in the next month or so, I think Joe's going to be coming back on. It's just going to... It's going to be mayhem and chaos because we're all just as fucked up as the other. <laughs> but uh, it's... um, Like, Joe doesn't watch any wrestling now. I watch very little wrestling. I watch NXT, and that's like the... That's the only one I'll go out of my way to watch I, at this point. Gas the same. He only watches Impact. What's that? Yeah. Oh, okay. He only watches yeah. it, which is weird. Like that's the weird, that's a weird line in the sand to draw. It's like I will only watch Impact. 
and Josh watches absolutely everything he can. Uh, you see, that's, uh, we, so, ha- we have a sort of similar dynamic where I watch um, New Japan and NXT, Rob watches main roster and New Japan, and Garth watches Impact, so we just sort of have everything stacked in that way. Yeah, and it's like, I'm a very, I'm very old school. Josh likes a lot of the newer stuff, and Joe, Joe is sort of like me as far as what he likes, but his mind is more screwed up than anyone else's. <laughs> Don't like me and on the last podcast, me and Garth talked about exchanging of like bodily fluids and how you would come to discover that, yeah. that turns you on. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's. And we just have a lot of fun, and like, I just recently we're gonna start re-releasing some of our older episodes from like oh five and oh six when we originally started, and we were horrible. But like the names back then that we got on were pretty big names like we had devon dudley yeah devon yeah Not Bubba, that one's... was Bubba too big uh, well so we actually were working with not working with tna like that like we had communications with tna and they just took us up with devon one day uh we had shock boy a few times and is, how is shock boy to talk to i need to know really cool he's fun as hell like um, I love the story of when that um Shark Boy and Lava Girl comes out. He got like three quarters of a million from them because they infringed he, on his trademark. He, he wouldn't discuss the amount. No, uh, with us. Okay, that's that speculation I've come across is for yeah. I, yeah, he wouldn't for talk about... reasons, Don't sue me, Shark Boy. I'm right. being sued no. by Shark Boy. I mean, well, apparently he does sue people. Yeah, so. like, imagine if he just turned up in his mask. <laughs> oh shell yeah <laughs> yeah so like just finding a lot of that stuff it's been kind of a trip listening to and it's really brought me back into this where it's like all right this is like i really love doing this That's the great. podcast and stuff and we we just have fun like it's me and josh record on wednesday nights usually put it out on thursday and just have a blast and that's great. Talk some shit. Because so many people who host podcasts just sound like they don't want to be there. And it's like, why make yes. the effort to watch all of this wrestling? Right. And and have a schedule that you stick to where you're meeting at least once like a week or once every two weeks and you just sound fucking miserable. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, if I want to take a week off, if we have somebody scheduled, I can take a week off and I know Josh will handle it. Josh had to take yesterday off and I. We I actually recorded two weeks worth of shows last night, so Yeah, that's what I like that's what I like about having three three of us is that like if one person's gone we're not fucked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, because talking to yourself for an hour is just crazy. <laughs> it's been more than an hour. Like um the recording well, yeah, like, we're still going on right now, the recording is an hour and fifty six. We've went about as long as takeover. Yes, to talk about takeover and everything else though, but yeah. Guys, I'm on Twitter at Three Irish Boys. Um, we're on Facebook, The Irish Whip, and anywhere you can download your podcasts. Give us a listen. These Podmania guys, you guys are insane. We're pretty cool. It's yeah, it's been. I've had a blast tonight. Thank you, brother. Absolutely. Um, I should probably. I'm gonna have to say all this shit because otherwise Rob shouts at me. Um, you can follow us on all the relevant podcast um places like Stitcher and. Spotify and Podbean and iHeartRadio, oddly enough. We're somehow on iHeartRadio. Um, you can follow Podmania at I don't know the socials. I don't run the socials. It tells you at the beginning of the card. 
Um, what else? You can follow me on Twitter at CandyChris97. Um, you can follow... I don't know why I'm going to say we can follow Robin Garth. They're not fucking here. They don't get the plug. And... <laughs> you guys need a Wayne. A what? You guys need a Wayne on the show. A Wayne? A Wayne? Wayne. As in like... Like Wayne's World? Oh, right. I d- I've... Right. I, I don't, I'm not sure if you know this, but like... Uh, the other two hate me because the small amount of movies I have I have seen. Rain's World is not one of the movies I've seen. Oh man, you gotta fucking watch right, that. Do, but it's the two main characters are Wayne and Garth. <laughs> you know what? Garth is actually trying to make me start. Right, right. I'm gonna end the podcast now before because I've said all the right things. You've been listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podmania, Facebook at Podmania Podcasts, and YouTube and Instagram at RealPodmania. And check out the website, podmania.co.uk. Until next time, wrestling fans. Wrestling fans.